Hello, welcome to Why Not Me. In life, we face many trials and obstacles, many challenges, and in the thick of it, we can be tempted to think, why me? But every obstacle presents an opportunity and every trial can bring triumph. So I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of, why not me? When, when in the middle of it, when things are tough, look around and think, why not me? It's, it's happening for a purpose. And then when success is at your doorstep and all you have to do is open it, you may find yourself hesitating, questioning, is this for me? Do I deserve this? And I wanna encourage you to adapt a mindset of why not me? Throw the door open wide, shout to the world, why not me? Embrace your success. I'm your coach, Todd Halls. I'm grateful to have you on this journey. Welcome to Why Not Me. Hello, hello. Welcome to Why Not Me, turning trials into triumphs, seeking and embracing success. I'm your host, Coach Todd Halls. I am so grateful to be here and so grateful, listeners, that you are tuning in today. I am excited for our guest. I can't wait for you to meet and get to know a little bit more about our guest today. Our guest is Dawn Herbick. And Dawn is, she's a coach, a wife, a mom of three, grandma to three, woman of faith, and so much more, which we're about to find out about. So with that, Dawn, welcome to Why Not Me? And if there's anything I left out in that intro, please fill us in. Thanks for being here. Thank you very much, Todd. I'm happy to be here today. Yes, um, you pretty much covered my life right now. I'm I'm experiencing experiencing a new stage of life uh, they call empty nesting. And uh, it's been a fun, exciting stage to explore. Uh, my husband and I just celebrated our 32nd anniversary and uh, we're dating again. And it's a, it's a lot of fun. So just got to visit my grandkids. They live out in Montana and uh, just enjoying being a grandma, trying not to feel the oldness of the, the term grandma, but just enjoying and embracing um, every moment I get to spend with them. And uh, you said woman of faith, daughter of the king. That's very important to me. That's definitely the top of my list on what I would describe myself as. Um, the newest part of my life is being a life coach. And I'm really excited to be spending the second half of my life in ministry and reaching out to women uh, who are struggling in places that I used to struggle, but have since overcome. Outstanding. So uh, how long have, have you and your husband been empty nesters? When did you start dating again? I guess we're, <laughs> to, to, to your well, it was about two years ago. Two years ago. We, okay. um, we had lived in Illinois all our life. Uh, we were both born and raised in Illinois. And, uh, we always said we were going to move out of the state and experience something new. And uh, our son moved out of the house about six years ago and met his wife out in Montana. And then our daughters uh, moved into a house together about two years ago. And uh, we decided to move out of Illinois. Now we're in Cedar Lake, Indiana. And uh, I'm working at a camp ministry uh, just four blocks away from our house. And um, yeah, we have lots of time together. We have our whole house to ourselves. although our daughters do come to visit and our, our son has brought his family here too. And we do enjoy that. Wonderful. So how far, how far do the daughters live? Just, you know, do, how convenient is it for them to get there? 
It's an hour and a half. Uh, used to be 10 minutes. So they were a little upset when we first moved. They said, you know, mom, we want you closer. And they used to come over every weekend. But uh, we've been here for a year and a half now, and we're really enjoying it. Cool. What, come, what comes to mind and, and is you're close enough. It's easy to see each other far enough that nobody's hanging out there all the time. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, that's amazing. Um, so, th- so prior to this this new second half, um, were you was your were your full time responsibilities uh, raising your children? Did you work outside the home? What was that like? I did have uh, a job. I I've always worked pretty much nine to five um, jobs. But I have never been a career-oriented woman, per se, Um, since I was in high school and got my first jobs babysitting, I knew that I wanted to be a wife and a mom, and that was all I wanted. I just prayed and prayed, God, let me be a a wife and a mom, and, and I'll be happy. And I got that, and I'm thankful for that, but when my kids... um were in school full-time at first grade. I did go back to college and um, graduated with my bachelor degree, summa cum laude, when I turned 40. And my husband threw a big party for me. And I had a career as a teacher for a while. I worked in a private school, and I enjoyed that. Um, But then um, they changed uh, structure of that school, and um, I had trouble getting back in. Uh, to the school system. And so I um, decided to try some other jobs and um, nothing really fit though. Nothing really, you know, I just did it to do it and went through the mundane every day. Okay. You wake up, you go to work. And now I feel so differently about life. I, I, I want to spread the word to other women. You don't have to stay in the state you're in, in the home you're in, in the job you're in, there's so much more and you can fulfill your goals. You don't have to dream someday this or someday that. I'm experiencing what it's like to step out on faith and to move towards your fear rather than away from it. And this phone call on this podcast, that was part of it because I've never been on a podcast before. So um, I took a step of faith and uh, God is faithful every time I do that. So I'd like to encourage other women to do the same. Awesome. So the way first, it's super cool that you knew even in school, what you, you, what you wanted, you wanted to be a wife and a mom. And, and you said that you prayed about that. So has your, has your faith journey been a lifelong uh, faith journey where you've had a relationship with the Lord or what's, what's that? Interesting interesting question. Thanks for asking. Um, I was baptized in a Catholic church um, with St. Gertrude's in Franklin Park. And um, then my mom decided not to be Catholic anymore and to change to a Lutheran church. So I was raised Lutheran and we were Sunday Christians. We went to church every Sunday. We said, um, memorized prayers at the dinner table. We thank God for our food. And we said, then now I lay me down to sleep you know, before we went to bed. And my dad taught me the Lord's Prayer. But other than that, we did not open the Bible together. I didn't have a relationship with God. I believed in God. 
I went to Sunday school. My earliest memory is singing Jesus Loves Me when I was three years old in preschool. (laughs) So um, I really believed in God and thought I was going to heaven. But when I was 22 years old, I started to question, why are there so many churches and so many religions if there's only one God? And I went to my first Bible study and I was given my first Bible and it came alive. I I learned about Christian radio, which I had no idea existed. I had always listened to what my friends listened to, rock stations and I discovered the fish. I don't know if it's in existence any longer, but it was 106.7 FM at the time and um, heard Christian praise songs. And other than hymns in church, I never knew praise songs existed. And I was just praising God the whole way home. I I had accepted Christ as my Savior and understood what that meant at that Bible study. And my life has been forever changed I know that I don't have to say memorize prayers. I can talk to God like a friend. I can talk to him while I'm doing the dishes, talk to him while I'm driving in the car, and he hears me. And it's not just, God, help me with this. Or maybe in school, I might have prayed a prayer, you know, God, help me pass this test. But it's so much more. It's sharing with him the good times, the bad times, the times I'm angry and don't understand, God, why did this happen? And I truly have a relationship with Christ now. So, yeah, it's since I was 22, so over 30 years now, <laughs> I've wow. been working with Christ. Yeah. Wow, what a gift. So did the, the Bible study, did somebody invite you to that, or did you seek that out on your own? Yes. Like I said, I was baptized Catholic, and I was mentioning St. Gertrude's for a reason, because then I was raised Lutheran, but... My parents divorced when I was 12, and my mom remarried a Catholic man. And here we had been Lutheran, and she changed. And she became not a Sunday Christian, but a Christer, they call them, Christmas and Easter. That's when they went to church. Um, So I started going to church myself. The church, St. Gertrude's, where I was baptized, was two blocks away from our house. And I would get up every Sunday morning and walk to church and sit in the back by myself. Um, I was probably 18, 19 years old at the time. So um, I was in a youth group or a young adults group and um, got involved in other ways with the church. And coincidentally, it was the church I was baptized at. But then, like I said, when I was 22, I started to question, you know, why all the different religions, all the different churches. So my mom and I visited a Baptist church together. It was the first time we had ever been to a Baptist church. And that is where I got invited. Um, Someone there came up and approached me and my mom and um, showed me about being born again in the Bible. I didn't know those words were in the Bible. I thought that those were holy roller, Harry Krishna people at the airport handing out tracks. You know, I didn't know. Um, And it, like I said, I went to that Bible study and the Bible just came alive. I was like, I only heard what was preached in church from the pastor or the priest. I never held the Bible and to hold the Bible and read the Bible myself. It was just amazing. It was just a whole new world. Awesome. So what comes to mind and is just the fact that we don't, you know, a simple invitation, right? It, yep. it doesn't sound like you were pressured or beat up or say, no. you know, uh, 
you have to go to this thing to honor, but a simple invitation right. and had lifelong implications, right? And and probably for implications sure. for your for generations to come. So um, all, all that is to say, hopefully it's an encouragement to somebody listening. Like if you feel like a nudge to to reach out to somebody, invite them to something. Yes. Um, reach out, invite them. So thanks for sharing that, Don. Sure, sure. Uh, so, as you were t- talking about wh- what you what you're transitioning into for the second second half, um, and getting into coaching and empowering women, yes, you mentioned that they don't you know, this idea that they don't have to um, that they can they can go after their goals and, and and chase after things. And so, as you were like, when did you realize that hey, this I, I've my dreams came true. My prayers were answered. I was a mom and a wife. Mm-hmm. Now, like now I'll, there's other goals. There's other things. There's things I want to reach for now. Like when did that really become a conscious thought? Right before we moved from Illinois to Indiana, um, I was in a Bible study with some ladies from my church and we were studying the halftime book uh, written by Bob Buford. And it's moving from success to significance. And in the first half of the book, he talked about your first half of life, um, you're either climbing that career ladder, which I've already explained I was not, um, but or you're involved in becoming, you know, getting married and starting a family and raising a family. Second half of life, what are you going to do? He talked about developing a mission for serving God the second half of your life. And that hit me. I wanted ministry, my faith is strong. And I have led Bible studies. I've led, um, I was in charge of organizing the women's retreat for my church for 15 years. I taught VBS. I taught Sunday school. You know, I, I, I did a few things here and there, but I had full-time jobs and I felt like I had so much more to give. And I felt like people were pouring into me. My life had not been easy all my life, even after I became a Christian. There were lots of struggles, lots of problems through marriage, and um, still struggles, you know, come up daily. I mean, we're flesh. We're not in heaven yet. So we're not, we're sinful, and and things happen. And um, reading Bob's book just really hit me. I thought, I want to have my second life. I want that to be my main focus. And so moving here to Cedar Lake and finding this job at this ministry camp that I work at has been wonderful, but I still wanted more. My husband started taking some life coaching classes. He was in the essentials class and I overheard some of his calls and I was interested. And he decided after essentials not to pursue it, but knowing that he's a type A task oriented and I'm a type B, um, as John Maxwell would call it, I'm an extraordinary extrovert. And so he says, this would be perfect for me. <laughs> and so I decided to look into it. Um, I, I had a hard time deciding which, uh, coaching school to go to. There were so many out there and I would get, as soon as I got interested and started Google searching, my inbox got inundated, but, um, God, through a lot of prayer, I I did narrow it down to two or three, and I decided to go with Professional Christian Coaching Institute, and I'm very happy I did. I I love the structure and the organization of the institute, and 
I've learned a wealth of information. And because of that, I've been able to start my business and um, start coaching clients. And I really, I'm really enjoying it. And I, I've never felt that this is my purpose. This is my calling before, but I very strongly feel that. And I've been encouraged by other women that um, this is where my talent, my gift is to share with other women and to come alongside them, help them build their own visions, help them uh, achieve their goals and move forward and not stay stuck where they are. That is awesome. So I want to just want to double down on the whole halftime thing. So what, what, if I'm hearing you correctly, it's never too late to start yeah. having significance and, cre- and, and creating and having positive impact. Is that, did I hear that right? Exactly. And you can read that in the word of God. It'll tell you, <laughs> you know, God can use anyone, um, old people, young people, sinful people, people that they made bad choices in the past. He can use yeah. anyone. All he needs is a willing, willing heart. And I, I definitely have that. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm moving forward and I want to take others and encourage others along with me. And because of that, um, the word move itself really hit me when I started coaching because I was trying to come up with a name for my coaching business. And the first name I came up with was move forward. But um, there are a lot of companies out there with move forward. So I couldn't keep that name. I decided on journey with purpose. That's what my company is called now. But move forward still stuck with me. And I, I created a workshop with the acronym um, for move. And um, M stands for mindset. You got to have the right mindset if you're going to get out of where you're at and move to where you believe, you know, God is calling you to be. And then the O is for obstacles. Get any obstacle out of the way. If, if it's a current job, if it's, you know, um, clutter in your house, that was the case for me. I had to purge a lot of things being an empty nester. I got rid of about a, a third to two thirds of our belongings and um, sorted through my papers and just um, made a clear spot to be able to do this. So whatever your obstacles are, you got to get rid of them. And then V is creating a vision. Um, in my workshop, we created a vision board and you got to know your why. You got to have some motivation if you're going to move. So once you have the mindset, you get the obstacles away, you got a vision, you know your why. Then the last letter is E, encourage others. And so in my life coaching, that's what I'm doing is uh, meeting them where they're at, coming alongside them and moving them through those letters. Wonderful. What comes to mind is uh, you start with mindset and then go with obstacles. And oftentimes the mindset is the, is the first, I mean, it's the biggest oh, yeah. obstacle. So yes. it's interesting how those two uh, play together. And you mentioned clutter and man, this, so this came up uh, on a call I was on earlier and I read the book, not that's been earlier this year. I, I think it's Marie Condi called clean your room. I don't know if you've, if you've heard of that or not, but, but essentially we, we tend to gather, right? We tend to, there's just so much stuff around that we don't need. And all these, you know, I'm, fortunately nobody can see my office, but as I look around, there's a little pile here and a little pile there. And the call I was on earlier, like our minds don't, it's not, it creates stress. Like mm-hmm. there's just enough clutter that it's a little bit chaotic. And so it affects our performance essentially 
so all that is to say, I'm just unpacking that. Uh, you, you mentioned, you know, just kind of get things tidied up yes. because you're setting yourself up for that forward movement when you do so. Yes. So exactly. when you talk about, um, can we, can we stay on this on, on the move acronym a little bit longer? Of course. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, um, if, if, if somebody is thinking, man, this, this makes sense. I like the move. Um, I need to fix my mindset. Now I know there's a whole bunch of places like how, what are one or two things you would just even have somebody start with from the mindset piece? Um, replacing lies with truth, truth that's fine found in the word of God, you know, think on things that are true and lovely and pure and holy. And, you know, joy is a big word in my life. And, um, just don't believe all the knots. It reminds me of a prayer that I, I looked at before this call. I don't know if you've ever heard of the knots prayer. Um, it just says, please untie the knots that are in my mind, my heart and my life. Remove the have nots, the can nots and the do nots that I have in my mind. Erase the will nots, the may nots, the might nots that I might find that might find a home in my heart. Release me from the could nots and the would nots and the should nots that obstruct my life. And most of all, dear God, I ask that you remove from my mind, my heart and my life all of the am nots that I have allowed to hold me back, especially the thought that I am not good enough. Amen. And the author says, known to God. So that's something I, I post on my bulletin board and I keep in my office. And, and I yeah. think that that helps. Um, even though we get the mindset set right, it can fall back. And just like many other prayers, we have to pray daily, putting on the armor of God. You know, this knots prayer has helped me. I had I'm I had not heard of the knots prayer before. Thank you for sharing. I will I will see if I can find that. If I can't, I'm gonna reach back out to you and see if you can send me a copy or a link and I'll just sure. uh I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. A, a link to that because that's that's so powerful because it's the um <laughs> we we get we get ourselves tied in a lot of knots. And even, oh, yeah. even to what we were talking about earlier when we we're talking about halftime. Well I'm not young enough to do this anymore, or I'm not, you know, whatever it is, we we tell ourselves these things and, and we start to believe them and, and they're not true. So thank you for right. sharing that. Sure. So, and then how do, I how do I identify the obstacle? So if we start getting our mindset right and we're, we're, we feel like we're on the right track there, then obstacles. Um, how do we identify even what the what we should be looking for, what, what's this, how do we get a sense of what an obstacle might be? Sure. Um, anything that's preventing you from moving forward, anything that's um, taking up your time, maybe, maybe you have to uh, create some boundaries in your life and, and say no to some things or give up some things, or in my case, throw away some things. You know, it's funny. My husband used to joke for years, I'm going to get a dumpster in our driveway and I'm going to throw all your stuff in the basement. <laughs> and before we moved out here, we did get a dumpster because we had to remodel two of our bathrooms before we sold our house. But the the bathrooms only took up a very small portion of the dumpster. We, we got a big dumpster and we filled it to the brim. 
So I was able to th literally throw out some of my obstacles, um, some of the things that I did not need, um, cluttering up my life and cluttering up my space. And so you just have to take inventory. You have to sit back and, and check uh, your physical surroundings, your mental health, your spiritual health. Uh, where are you? Maybe you need to grow in some area. Maybe you need to join a Bible study um, or join uh, a community group just to have community and fellowship with people. It's not always taking away something. Sometimes it could be adding something um, because if you don't have community, that aloneness and the thoughts that come with being alone can be one of your obstacles. So I love all that. You bring up a good point with community. And, and if, you know, one of, if I'm working, working with someone on um, the, my whole leader framework and the faith component, uh, there's, there's just that quiet time, right? Making sure you're getting time in prayer and in the word with God. But then right. the other thing is I, I would tell anybody, get in, get in a community, get in a small group of men or women accordingly. Um, where you can start to do life with them and, right. and, you know, in, in a safe environment where they, you know, you can depend on them and share with them. Um, and you know that they'll keep it in confidence. You also know that they'll speak truth to you. Like, cause sometimes we, you know, we start to believe our own press and we right. need somebody that just says, you know, Hey Todd, um, you've been saying this and I'm seeing you say you're all about family and you're golfing four nights a week. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you balance that out? So and I don't golf, so that's just truly a hypothetical oh. thing. But, um, but you know, we need those folks that'll speak truth to us and call us out on on things like that, um, because we don't often. Sometimes our obstacles are in the blind spots. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it could be habits. You know, bad habits that you have, and or you know, maybe you need to create a new habit and um, get out of your comfort zone. Is what it takes sometimes. It's just. Uh, being able to realize, you know, where you're at and where you want to go. Yeah. Yep. So where you're at and where you want to go is a nice lead into the vision component, where, where we want to go. So, um, yeah, depending on which internet expert you're, we're, we're listening to, there's a lot of different ideas behind this, but from your perspective, um, walk me through in, from a high level, the, your vision casting process. Well, I like to do hands-on visual vision boards because I'm a visual learner. And when I see it and it's before me, it helps me remember my why. So sometimes we start out with um, brainstorming, you know, all the things you want to do, and then maybe just circle three of those things and then make a goal to achieve one of those things in the next month or the next year, depending on how big it is, if you have to break it down into bite-sized pieces. But um, I provide people with magazines and I encourage them to thumb through the magazines and look for words to pop out at them. Um, so it might be a phrase, it might just be a word, it might even be a picture. And if you don't see the words that you're looking for, if you've already got words in your head, um, you can just take a marker and write it on the board. I, I give people poster boards and um, they fill that poster board with their vision, what they see for their life, 
Um, some of it can be what you are currently. Some of it can be what you want to be or where you want to go. Um, if you want to travel, if you want to do missions, it might be a picture of another country or a picture of um, some children in another country or an orphanage that you want to maybe be a part of or work with. I mean, it can go so many directions. It might be a picture of a bathtub with bubbles because you need to relax more. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's what you want for your life. You know, um, it, I had a picture of a dog because I wanted to get a dog and um, I, I made that a reality. We have a dog now. And, uh, you know, some of them can be bigger things. I have some Bible verses on there. I have some quotes on there. Um, but magazines usually help to get people started. They just thumb through them. I bring a variety of magazines and we just go through them and everybody picks out different things and then they explain, you know, what it means to them and how it, how they want it to become part of their story. Sounds like an amazing exercise. And I'm actually going to, I'm going to do that okay. because I can, I've got a pretty clear vision of where I'm going, where I want to go um, mm -hmm. and, and where our family's headed. Um, but it'll just be fun. I, I think it'll be fun to do this because it's, yeah. um, I, just the way you described it, I just see different. Just as as you notice words as they as they jump out of the page at you, I have this sense that your a person's mind just gets opened up to even new possibilities that you didn't wouldn't think of on your own. Right. So love exactly. that exercise. Sounds amazing. Okay. Yes. And then finally, how does encourage others? How, how does encouraging others help us move? What's bring it bring it home with that one? Certainly. Um, well, you've heard people say that you you should hang around your 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 five people that you hang around with should be people that you want to be like. And mm -hmm. um, so if you are wanting to be someone or go somewhere, if you see somebody that inspires you or um, is maybe more successful than you or seems more successful than you, you can, you can start spending time with them and be encouraged by your fellowship with them, your communication with them. Um, you know, not to say that everybody has to be in a better place than you or that they are in a better place than you. We all have our individual journeys, but just look for, people that inspire you and can maybe mentor you, maybe uh, hold your hand and walk with you to a place that you want to go to. It might be in church. It might be someplace else in your community that you um, want to get involved with. Um, if it's your business that you want to grow, it might be joining a network group or a meetup group. And again, sometimes that's that's hard. Sometimes that's stepping out of the comfort zone and and it's it's a little scary at first, you know, especially if you're an introvert. For me, it's not scary at all to go to a networking group. I, I love to meet new people, I love to talk. So that part's not a problem. But just just go where you want to go and follow the people that are going to the places you want to go. Yeah, awesome. 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 Love it. Love, love the move acronym. Um, so how did, so going back to the name, right? Your business is 
on journey with purpose. Did I get that right? Journey with purpose. Journey, journey with purpose. I'm not sure where the yes. on came from. Journey with purpose. So how'd you land there? I mean, I get that. I, I, I can look at it and think, oh, that must be what it means. But how did you land there? Well, like I said, I wanted Move Forward to be my um, my name. And moving made me think of a path. And I was looking for logos for my company. And I saw a lot of paths with Move Forward. And I thought, what's another word for, for move or for what I'm visioning, what I'm seeing there? And uh, I came up with journey. So I, I played with a lot of different, um, journey was the main word, but I, I played with a lot of different ways to name the company with the word journey and journey with purpose was available <laughs> for the, um, for the website and for the domain that I wanted. And it fit because I think the purpose goes with the vision that I'm trying to get people to build and to understand their why. So I think it's important not everyone's on a journey, whether you like it or not, everyone's on a journey. But do you have purpose? Do you know your purpose? Do you know your vision? Are you moving? Are you moving in the direction you want to go or are you stuck? And so many people that are needing a coach, including myself, get stuck. And so most coaches have coaches and I enjoy the benefits of being coached. So I want to share that benefit with others. Cool. 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 Yeah. My my coach coaches have made a huge difference uh, in, in, in my journey. And, and so the way you you phrase that is you're right. We're all, we're all on a journey. Um, It's just, once you add the purpose to it, I think it it anchors it, right? Anchors not the right word because that means like, like we're staying still, but it's the North Star. It it keeps us oriented to yes. to maintaining the direction, so we're not right. drifting aimlessly. And and you know, I think it was Yogi Yogi Berra, maybe that was quoted. I don't I don't know who said this, but if you don't declare where you're going, you're you're going to end up somewhere else. So the uh, the purpose part of that just really makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. So thank you, thank you for yes. for sharing how you got there. Um, of and you are so as you're. As you're doing your coaching, you're also in this ministry, right? A, a camp yes. ministry, you said? Yes, it's called uh, Cedar Lake Ministries. It's in Cedar Lake, Indiana. Like I said, four blocks away from my house. Yeah. And uh, I started there. I, I, My husband discovered the place and he said, you should check them out. See if you could get a job there. And I went there on a ladies retreat, um, not this past April, but April of last year of 2021. and got to meet the executive director and his wife. And I let them know of my interest in the camp. I thought it was a beautiful place. Um, And I definitely would love to work at a Christian place. I had never worked at a Christian place other than volunteering at church. And so I said, are there any job openings? I said, I'm willing to volunteer and come and do whatever you need um, until a job opens up. And they said, actually, we're looking for a part-time summer host. Are you interested? And I said, sure. So I started there 20 week, twenty hours a week, 20 soon became 30, became 40, became 50. And then they had to reel me in and they're like, we want to give you a full-time job in the retreats department, uh, salary position. And uh, it's been wonderful. I, I, It's such a blessing to work there. Uh, the dining hall has beautiful windows that open up to the lake and I get to see the lake every day. 
Um, before this job, I never saw lakes unless I went on vacation somewhere. I never lived near a lake, um, Lake Michigan, if you want to count that, but that was always at least an hour away. And uh, so it's just a blessing to meet with other people. Um, my official title now is guest service coordinator, but we um, welcome church groups. We welcome, uh, we have weddings. We have a wedding coming up at uh, the end of this month. We have uh, homeschooling, um, ho uh, homecoming for homeschool students and okay. uh, lots and lots of different events, marriage retreats, family retreats. It's just a great place to, um, for spiritual growth, to, to see God's creation all around us. It's just a really, it's refreshing. It's a breath of fresh air every day just to be there. Sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm so glad for you uh, that you, that you found that that place to, to, to hang your hat and to contribute and to serve. So good for you. That's awesome. Um, as we, as we get ready to, to kind of wrap things up, mm -hmm. what is, if you were to leave our listeners with one important or impactful question they should be asking themselves, what would it be? Where is God calling you? Perfect, mm -hmm. perfect, perfect, and 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 it's, uh, we'll leave that because that we could unpack that for about two hours, I think. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, so where's God calling you? Awesome, uh, Don. For for listeners that would be interested, maybe in in reaching out to you and learning more about your journey, um, or you know, possibly learning about halftime and just how you. Uh, come to be where you're at and building a business now after becoming an empty nester, dating your husband again after, you mm -hmm. know, uh, after becoming empty nesters and having, uh, getting plugged in and working in, in ministry, where's the best place to reach you? I have a website journeywithpurpose.coachsolutions.cc. And if you don't have paper to write that down right now, if you just Google search journey with purpose, LLC, Mine is the first to pop up. And uh, I also have a Facebook under the same name. So those are the two best places right now. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much, Don. This has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time and, and just sharing with, with me and with our listeners. Thank you for having me, Todd. It's been a pleasure. And listeners, thank you for your time. I am just so grateful that you invest your time listening here. Uh, Whatever grand vision you've been given, whatever dream God has put on your heart, remember, you can. Until next time, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful, and live life strong. Peace to you. Well, thank you so much for listening. For even more on turning trials into triumphs and seeking and embracing success, go to toddhalls.life. That's toddhalls.life. And I look forward to serving you. Until next time, be strong, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful. Peace to you.